0: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Are you just Ken?
1: Who we all are, if we believe hard enough. Cool. Welcome to episode 43 of the official Geek Speak podcast. I'm your host, Sean. And joined, as always is my co host, Josh, or a Calcum miner, Rudy Rudolph, because he hates the planet. This is the podcast where we watch movies. Make movies, play games and more. What else can you ask for? I had to think for a second of what what you were talking about. <laughs> this is worded wrong in my intro. I thought I might have said in the thing. Okay. Anyway, I think it's what more what more can you ask for? That's how it's written originally. That's how it's always been. I it was else. You're probably right. I am deliriously tiredly drunk. <laughs> Every episode
2: uh, it's been one more can you ask for? <laughs> now you remember the intro? Ooh, but when I have you do it, you don't know what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, the... I, when you put me on the spot i'm not gonna know go for it never. try again never i just said
1: it i said it wrong but i just said it
2: <laughs> no the... you've already said it it's fine we all, we all needed to talk about it
1: it's the first episode recording of 2024 which sounds like a very fake year
2: it's um, strange that it's here
1: yes very astute josh
2: i know i know how calendars work how
1: was your Christmas and New Year? Uh,
2: it was fun. I got a Lego uh film camera set for Christmas. I got he got, he got a
1: single Lego brick.
2: what one, one brick. What movie? I got the Weird Al movie and the creator. Ah, the sun got brighter.
1: Sorry, come on.
2: <laughs> yes, Weird Al <laughs> terrifies all, as we know. go <sighs> oh, on. Uh, I got the. Some books, i got the Oppenheimer biography, I've got the Last Ronin comic, the first comic that I have gotten in many a moon, uh, so I'm excited to check that out. You can talk about it on the podcast when you finish
1: it. This is true! Ah, uh, cool. <laughs> so, most episodes of the show, we go through a different... I'll answer that question myself. I had a good holidays. Woo! We didn't do gifts this year because, well, i not me and my girlfriend didn't do this or anything because money is you know I'm, i have paying rent
2: they had a <laughs> so the
1: gift of love oh no what's <laughs> <Well>, we <do. laughs> but... that noise <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Bro>. uh, <laughs> it was like an awe but like more exaggerated oh anyway yeah it was fun we watched fred claws on christmas as did you apparently we also watched the Christmas Eve, Love Actually, as did you, apparently. I saw that in the theaters. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had broken cider, we had a ham, we had some good food, we relaxed, we had a nice night, and on New Year's Eve... We had a nice time too. Our friend came over. And we watched the ball drop, sort of. Also, that's a very American thing. Like, can people don't even know that know that phrase outside this country. What was it? The ball, watch the ball drop.
2: Huh.
1: Uh, Weird. So I saw Australia on I be like, "What the fuck is someone saying? What kid <laughs> is this? Why is everyone doing it? <laughs> Whose kid are we looking at? This is not appropriate." Yeah, it's not a, a anything gross. It's weird. There's a New York, in New York City there's a ball and it drops. That's literally it. Yep. It's a countdown to New Year to the New Year. Um and they replay it every it replays on time for each time zone. Crazy. It's, they have it de- delayed by an hour on each time zone so you can start tuning in and watch the whole thing. Um my friend David was actually in the Ryan Seacrest like live music party thing. So he saw Jared Leto. Live, Jared Leto well was it. there. Jared Leto was uh, when his band was playing Earth Against the Mars*.
2: I keep course- forgetting that he started as a musician.
1: <laughs> this was actually recorded in December second, so he said it was very weird wearing twenty twenty four stuff in early December. Huh. And like, because like all the like the live music stuff was pre recorded by a while. Um, huh. So he saw Green Day live, with a bunch of other cool artists and stuff, but he saw Jared Leto live. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah, he said he did not love that part as much, and so that was kind of, that's kind of cool he got to do that, and he was over that night watching it himself for the past. Anyway, I had an interesting new year. My girlfriend's now sick, so oof, that's so fun. Yeah, most episodes of the show would be going to a different Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM, D-C-O-M, for short, and we'll see you in a short period of time. The biggest media company on Earth caters towards solely children with a large sample size, and today we watched Motocrossed. But if you're new to the show, here's how the show works. Uh, there's four main segments, and today we actually have all four segments again. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing through a cough. Didn't work. Um, <laughs> and then, it sounds like I'm sick. I'm not. I'm just really still waking up. So my body is like, whoa, I'm here. We go through news of the week. This time it's about 13 days instead of seven days. Sorry. And it's which is helpful because it's, over the holidays, actually was not a lot of stuff came out. News-wise. And, of course, there's news about geek and nerd culture, pop culture, stuff like that. Movies, comics, TV, that kind of news. And then we'll go to our main topic, which today is going to be mostly Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. We might touch on—we consider touching on Godzilla minus one, but our thoughts will will probably be mostly, it's awesome. Depends on how much we want to move
2: away from talking about something mediocre to something really good.
1: I have way more thoughts on Aquaman too. Probably I, to, I, to say. I don't
2: know what thoughts I have on it.
1: Okay. Uh, and then we're going to our end segment, which is super weird stories. As Josh says, I know nothing about nothing. He knows something about something or something like that. Exactly. Someone put that on the shirt. But basically that part of the show is where I tell my buddy Rudy here a super weird story about comic books or superheroes. Sometimes it's wholesome because problematic. Sometimes it's just it's me reporting to him. The fascinating world that he's not fully embraced yet, Josh. Yes. Are you Are you ready to talk about our decom of the week? Because I have thoughts. I
2: this. I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> like I was just watching this. I was just like, I have like nothing to say about this. It's just so okay. Here's here's the story. You get, you got twins and they like motor motorbikes.
1: and the one. Wait, Josh. Do you not know what the story is? Huh. Wait, you don't do you not know it's a, it's an it's Shakespeare? Yeah, I know it's Shakespeare. I don't know like the, okay. what the
2: specific story is because I one of my notes was uh, <laughs> one of my notes was uh, she's the man stole from this confirmed.
1: <laughs> well, yes, it's Twelfth Night, it's my favorite Shakespeare play, so I love this throughout.
2: I just I've seen this story done like so many times, of course, in many different things, and I, I it just didn't do anything for me, but I either way. You get, You've seen Twelfth Night many times.
1: Not, one of the, no, not the original. I'm talking about just like. No, I mean like I've never. I've seen. She's a man that only I've ever heard of in movies. Oh, I just. No, well, no. This
2: I. The idea of this story, I've seen done in like shows and other things, like like that. But okay. Not, not specifically a like you know adaptation specifically of that story, but let me say what the story is. <laughs> ah, okay. So you get twins, Uh, one's boy, one's girl. They both like motorbikes, and then uh, boy-twin gets injured, and so girl-twin is like, hey, I'll play for you in this competition, but I got to look like a boy because girls can't do motorbiking for some reason. I don't know, early 2000s sexism, whatever. And, you know, all the hijinks of just like, whoa, that dude is so cool, but they don't know that she's not really a dude. And romance, other things like that. I didn't really like it. I didn't really hate it. I don't have brain on it.
1: He doesn't have brain on it, y'all. Um, yeah. It's I love Twelfth Night, so I was always looking for who's pairing with who, what's the story going to be. Um, I think i going fold that character into this thing? And there are some events that he lists out of. So I again, I drafted the show in high school, so I'm really obsessed with character and the lore of the story. And so I don't like any like attempt at it, or genuinely because I think it's. A really, really, really hard show to tackle, Um, because it's hard to get anything right. uh, Because it's, if you do it wrong, it comes off transphobic. Yeah. And really, just homophobic and stuff, which is not the point at all. I could do a whole episode just about the original play, but I'm not going to do that. But this is fascinating. They took out like most of the characters, like parallels I can think of. Olivia was so we had our we had boy in green motocross as Orsino, I don't, I don't know what his name is. I, just, I don't think like Yeah, and they had Andrew and Andrea are the characters in this uh, as Sebastian and Viola slash Cesar, uh, Cesaro? Cesaro? Uh, what's the what's the guy's name? C- C- Cesario. Well, yeah, Cesario. And for those who don't know Shakespeare play. Don't read it. It's too much work. <laughs> Please don't read this play. It's exhausting. Um, it's a comedy. I think this, this overall... I'll focus most on the decom, though. This mostly, to me, worked on its own. It's weird if you don't know Shakespeare. It's weirder. Because nothing in this follows... A, they didn't pull enough from the play, to, quite to me. So it comes off a little confusing and rushed at times. Especially at the very end of this, is just, oh, I like you now. Let's just chain it around. And I think it kind of just comes together at the end. Um, Very bizarre. They added a third sibling in this, Jason. Yeah, he
2: he knows how to fix stuff.
1: Um, I guess they wanted a new dynamic for the siblings.
2: Um, It doesn't really add much to the story, though.
1: I don't know. What part Rene the French guy was supposed to play in That's, the story?
2: Thank you. This random French dude shows up to, like, take the spot when the... when. I assume
1: Malvolio. Go on.
2: But... It's like they find out – well, no, her dad finds out that she's been you know, taking the place of her brother, and you know he doesn't want her to do it. And so I don't know how motocross sports work exactly, but I guess it's like you know, you're a team and you have sponsors, so you need someone to take the place. So he gets this random French douchebag that apparently, I guess, does it well, and he's the absolute bane of my existence. I hate his presence, and I hate his smirky French accent.
1: Yeah, so he's Olivia. got it. Your passion may convinced. But the problem for that, having that kind of character in this is you don't have Toby Belch or Andrew Agnuchik, other characters, to mess with him. And it doesn't come off... You don't have the balance of that, so he just stays smirky the whole time. Also, he's supposed to be also in love with Olivia. Uh, in this character, in this version, it's the girl, guy in green legs. What is the guy in green's name? White like, cross guy. The
2: Boy? I I don't know horny boy I don't know
1: he likes girl with brown hair I don't know any names of the story
2: he he likes girl with brown hair and then he realizes once he gets her he's like oh wait I don't like you
1: Jason no that's not him that's all right Dean his name is Dean yeah that sounds about right I can't find what's the girl's name I don't I still don't know that one yet Dean is not is not the most interesting name that's why I forgot her I guess no offense is Dean sorry I mean like in terms of a character like this. Where he's supposed to be the most suave person in the world and then he looks like he is you know It's just a little odd. Farron, that's her name. That is that's a cool name, but I don't remember it. Farron Henderson, who also was not a character in this. She just walked by and was a girl. That's it, right? That was her character? I guess. Okay. Josh, if you've not seen I'm gonna let like you talk now. If you've not so story, so your sister dresses like brother, also shaves head. To try and look like boy. I think it's funny. Is that it convinces everyone.
2: I I mean I do have to say. Like casting wise. Like the two actors aren't related. And like when she does cut her hair. They actually do look pretty similar. So I'll give them that. That that was good casting on their part.
1: I love. There's a scene early on in this movie. Where they pull a genius. From the movie genius. And have to just keep switching spots around. Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) In a shop. And they make the shopkeeper think he's going insane. It's great. And I love that. Listen, the movie is not my favorite. It's probably a C or B tier as ones well we've seen so far.
2: I would rather watch it again than Xenon the sequel.
1: I don't, I think it's gonna have more going on. But I just love the original play. And that's all I was looking for when watching this. So I got distracted by looking for clues of, are they going to bring in Toby? Are they going to bring in Malvolio? Are they going to bring in Mariah? Etc. And that's where my mind went.
2: I just don't get how, like, how when Disney does a sport movie like this, they figure out how to make the sport like as boring to watch as possible. Like, I don't get the. It was
1: filmed. Not interesting.
2: No, not in the slightest. Like it's any shots of them like, you know, doing the motor crossing uh, is it, done at a wide angle, then whenever it cuts to like a character's reaction, it is like such an extreme close up of their face that you can't that you can't tell that there's a green screen behind them. It's very strange.
1: And some of them were very weird medium shots where you couldn't tell what was going on. Like I didn't like that. Yep. Um our next film though is Luck of the Irish, fun fact.
2: Oh, I'm excited for that. That's one that I think I've seen all the way through. <laughs>
1: I think. It's been many a moon since I have. Um, But this one, I, I think... are oh, you know, it's because I wrote a very few. I have very few notes, too. <laughs> We're supposed to write more, but, you know... The, my, first,
2: my first note was they didn't crop this one. Now, I feel like that we've seen some of these that weren't cropped yet, but I've noticed that, like, the decoms that, you know, are beloved by people are cropped. And the ones that no one talks about are not cropped.
1: I, I t- s- think this is a popular adaptation of the story.
2: It is?
1: I went to Google and looked up some stuff, and like, this is what it said. Then also, I, guess, then I guess Disney's just doing it at random, then. Hold on. I have other weird fun facts about this for you. already ready? Uh, the director of this made Johnny Tsunami, Mom's Guide to the Vampire, and Stepsister from Planet Weird. All right, then. He also made things like a movie called Meet the Deedles. And Time Cop 2 with Keanu Reeves. Well, that's fascinating to say the least. Not Keanu Reeves, Jason Scottly. I don't think to Keanu Reeves. I'm looking at <laughs> Anyway, um We also got other fun facts like um where is the, where is it? I lost everything. Hold on. Trevor O'Brien, uh that played Andrew the Actual Brother, was in Dodgeball. Cool. Also in a movie with The Rock called Grid Iron Gang. He also was in In Time with Timberlake. Neat. Timothy Carhart, he's probably the most famous person in this movie. He's Edward Carson. He's the dad. He was in a lot more movies because he was an adult. Because <laughs> uh, he, he's an adult. <laughs> like Ghostbusters and Air Force One. But you know, this movie was funny to you about the podcast. Scott Tara, who played Jason, the added third kid, was young gerald in Ben Affleck's movie that we watched in the podcast. He was? Yep. Crazy. <clears throat> so that's kind of fun. You know what, um, now I can see it now. This was fine. We usually give yay or nay. I'm giving it a yay because I like, I like what the thing is based on. Does that actually make it good? No. But I give it yay anyway.
2: I'll give it I'll give it a yay. if it's If somehow I'm watching again, I don't know what situation I would be in to be seeing it again. I wouldn't hate my life. So there's a positive yeah. for you, I guess.
1: So I'm gonna, I'm, my kids can see this. That's actually going to get, get them into literature too. You can say it's based on a book, kind of, you know, it's based on a play, but you can tell them and then help them, you know, engage in that idea of a story. That's cool. Also, I think that's a, a key part that's both in the original play and in this, in that when sister cross dresses to brother, she also falls in love with a boy who is in love with a girl. Yeah. And so that's just part of the struggle. Now, in the original play, it's the actual only love triangle in history I've seen because the girl is then in love. So we have we oh. Viol- we have we have our, our cross-dressed girl dressing as boy who is in love with another boy. In this case, it's Dean. And then Dean is in love with Farron, right? Uh-huh. Now, in, in the original play, Farron would then be in love with cross-dressed boy version of oh, um, okay. Twelfth Night. And then so it's an actual complete triangle. Usually it's like a, a love triangle, just a weird love bent line. Yeah. <laughs> without being completed. No, it's a complete cycle, of a circle, back and forth. Um, huh. And that's, I've always loved that. Um, and then, of course, when the flip happens, things go up, when they realize who's who, it all gets a little bit complicated. Of course, in the original play, Sebastian, the brother, does come, pop up, and then the original, the other girl who loved cross-dress version, just falls for him because he looks the same. Me. Either they have no personality the same I'm mean, like that should be more than that but okay but so I w- it would have been interesting to, see, interesting to see some of that play out here I think at least have Farron have a little bit more interest in the main girl at that point that would have been like oh that's a kind of cool at least nod to it no but in this they uh, the uh, crux of it is she's in love with this green boy Dean he's the first green that's all I know I like that they kept their own distinct colors the whole time actually that was very helpful yeah Maybe the only thing I've been making this interesting to watch in terms of the racing was I know who was who based on that alone. Didn't know what was happening or who was winning or anything, but I knew that part.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, during the races, I didn't know who was, like, in the lead or anything. Like, I didn't care. Uh, moving on? Yeah, there's but really not, not much. What else happened? There's I not much. That's the crazy thing. It's just, like, she goes to, like, a couple of them, does fine, then, like, the dad finds out. And, yeah, that's just kind of
1: what it is. This is one of the most wild Shakespeare plays, and they kept none of the wild stuff. Yeah, moving on, I think. This is fine. You can watch it. It's fine. Josh, we have news.
2: News? Why?
1: We're going to start with sling. not good. Oh, goody. I love it. That was a fun thing you just said. Um, this came out the day we were hanging out, actually. So, Vin Diesel has been accused of sexual battery in a lawsuit by a former assistant. I'm not gonna get into details, but that is terrible. Uh, I wish the best to the victim who reported this and I wish the worst for him if it's true. It's
2: just it's so frustrating just like how many men in Hollywood with like high statuses like this just keep, you know, getting revealed to be god awful. Like it's very disappointing.
1: And we're only reporting this on this because, again, it will probably affect our show going forward in terms of things that we will report on. We're not going to keep reporting on the story, but we'll keep reporting on things like, you know, if news about Fast X Part 2, whatever, changes, then we, you all know least at least why we're addressing that. We have more Minecraft news, though, and that's that now Jack Black has signed on. And a pe- reportedly as Steve, which is, like, if you don't know, that's just like the main skin of the game. So it, will he be the star now instead of Jason Momoa?
2: I I fully want this to be Jason Momoa just gets transported into Minecraft. That's all I want because it'd be so ridiculous. I'd
1: love it. Imagine Jack Black in mocap for Steve. Just doing full arms and everything. Beautiful. Eric's blocky man. Um, so you're saying Jason Momoa keeping his actual organic like normal human body versus like everything in blocks? Yeah. Is that what you want? Okay. Uh, Also, Jack Black posted a picture of him reading Minecraft Basics for Dummies, a book, which is probably incredibly outdated at this point. But I I guess yay. This is the weirdest casting, and it feels like it's like I see it in this busting film or something. It feels like a fake news article, but it's real, and that's crazy. I love it. Yay or nay? I give it a big yay. Jaiman Hunsu, which I think I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Cool actor. I like him a lot. You did watch him last night in that movie. I watched Uh, him
2: in a movie I hate, which we'll probably talk about at some point.
1: You hate his performance?
2: No, not him. He's fine. I got nothing against him. I'm talking about the movie in general.
1: Okay. Jai Min says he finds it challenging um, with the business side of filmmaking after previously saying how he feels unfairly cheated with the pay of his career and saying, quote, it's not where it needs to be yet. Let's put it that way. That's fair. He is working hard and- he has not getting recognized
2: like you look at his career like not only does he have two oscar nominations but just like the giant films that he's been in over the years like you think that he should be like you know a like much bigger actor and better paid actor than he is and for some reason he isn't
1: guardians captain marvel aquaman one rebel moon now like it's he's
2: been doing stuff, the, Sh- the Shazam movies, like this is and this the the Kingsman, like there's many things, like it's very weird.
1: also pointed out in uh, comments. That he is, that he goes to, here's uh, one of the replies on Twitter about this. It's saying not just acting either. With a face like his, he should be a household name in fashion and cologne ads. Honestly, yeah, he looks like a good guy. Like give him like actual yeah. advertising things too, because that might help us like, get, get his face more out there. Besides makeup and stuff, because people usually see him. As, like, Korag in Guardians and or, like, in fully fished Royalia in Aquaman, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah. I'd be, I think it's hard to recognize like, him you, you don't know his face as much, but I know his face. He's a good actor. It's sad. He needs more money. Give him more money. Yep. Christopher Landon says he exited from directing Scream 7. Man. Fair. <laughs> uh and the quote he said was this will disappoint. this will disappoint some and delight others it was a dream job that turned into a nightmare and my heart did break for everyone involved yes yay good good job
2: literally he was like such a perfect choice to continue scream and then all this bullshit happened so like i don't blame him for leaving at all
1: we're not gonna touch on why again we did that before
2: we've already talked about it go listen to another episode
1: which one josh you know
2: I know cuz I edited it. Um it was You got
1: it. We're almost there. It's <laughs> the episode 43.
2: The one where we talked about things.
1: 41.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, the end that's so yeah. So, he Richard Landon, produced directed uh, Happy Death Day and Freaky and Happy Death Day to You and uh we have a ghost last year. So, yeah, that's it's sad that he's not directing it, but I also going to watch that movie anyway so michael mann are you aware who this is he's made movies that
2: i've heard are good but i have seen none of yet
1: you've not his movies before i
2: have heat i have the the sequel book that he wrote i have not watched it yet there's many things by him i want to see i just haven't yet i will be seeing ferrari within the next like day or so
1: okay do, uh, do,
2: have you seen anything by Mr.
1: Michael Mann? Hmm? Ford versus Ferrari, he was an executive producer.
2: He didn't make it, though.
1: That's making it.
2: No, it's not. <laughs> what? You think producers don't make movies? Executive producers, it's just a It's just a credit. You think Stan Lee made all the Marvel movies? No, he didn't.
1: Yeah, he did all the work. That's what you take credit for. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've not seen anything he's directed yet. I want to see Ferrari, I want to see my advice. I want to see. He, I, want to see, look, yeah, I think he's, he's made things that supposedly are good. Michael Mann says he's done some studies. Yeah, he's done some studies, man. He's done studies. Uh, he's done studies. He's done all the research. Uh, he's a man of the books. Yeah, uh, He said, within the industry and so people are kind of getting tired of superhero movies and becoming more interested in pictures like Heat, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> Way to throw your old movie back on top again.
2: <laughs> it, I mean, like that'd be like if like Spielberg or Scorsese did. Like who who could fault him? Like I've only heard like good things about the movies that he's made.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. It is funny. Like yeah, the more you know, my movies, um, my movies, yeah. are good. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's wrong, but also I don't know if he's right. I don't think superhero fatigue is everything everyone says it is. I think people are just t- well, wait to watch at home anything now at this point for streaming and also are going to be you you can't get by with just in a good movie at this point for super movies it has to be actually great or world breaking or something because like blue beetle that was good but everyone's like you know it wasn't enough i'm like okay so it's harder to get by with things that are just good
2: yeah i think with like with like superhero fatigue like i don't think it's, I don't think it's exactly what people are saying it is. I think that, like, films like Spider-Verse and Gardens of the Galaxy 3, like, show that people still love and still want to see this kind of stuff. But those are movies that, like, have not, have not just, like, a huge amount of effort put into them, but a lot of, like, style and flair and heart to right. them. And, like, the only other comic book movie from this year that has a similar effect i would say is like blue beetle and the marvels but both those don't have like the kind of flair to it like the other two did um but plus those also didn't have any marketing for them whatsoever so that's also another big factor as to why no one saw it um but also like people are expecting these movies to all make a billion dollars now and like no they can't (laughs) the fact that a lot of them the ones in the past did was purely circumstantial
1: uh, yay or nay on these on studies of his?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a yay. Why not?
1: Ferrari's in theaters now, fun fact. Yes. So is Rebel, Mar- Rebel Mon, Rebel Moon Part 1.
2: That's on Netflix. It's cool. bad. So. <laughs> I, I hated it. God damn it. I'm whizzy. It's bad.
1: bad. <laughs> uh, Josh is very nuanced today.
2: I just. Look, man. He gave it one star. Letterboxed. Look, Snyder is someone that I have very mixed feelings on. Not as a I have Snyder news. Uh we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but I, as, as a film, he seems like a decent dude. I hope he's a decent dude at least. Um, but as a we film, are behind him
1: until they're proven guilty or something else happens that we just not love them
2: exactly. And like his films, I am very mixed on for a lot of them. This one is bad i very much attribute it to he was like no josh it's
1: a nay not a
2: bad whatever it's a it's a nay look he he was like the head writer of this and whenever he writes stuff um it's usually not that good uh sucker punch is terrible uh army of the dead survives because he's not trying to make an important movie he's trying to make a fun zombie heist movie and then with this, he's going back to trying to make it an, an important movie, and it's it's not good. Well,
1: it... he should have probably stuck with a very very original pitch for Star Wars, and then because I think there's something <laughs> things changed because he had it, he could it straight from Star Wars. This
2: <laughs> is just a copy of Star Wars and glorious bastards, like so many other like fantasy and sci-fi movies that it has nothing original of its own to say. It's, God, the The film also looks terrible, like, he was the DP of this one, and he at least learned his lesson from Army of the Dead, and every shot isn't in an extreme shallow focus, so that's good, but it also just looks bad, like, it looks like the film negative was dipped in cat piss, and it looks awful, it's, God, I, I could rant forever about it, I'm not, I'm not going to, maybe if we do an episode on Rebel Moon, but, yeah, I don't think the director's oh, cut can save this. There's clearly scenes missing, but it's not going to fix the poor, shallow characters. And by characters, I mean people that say. Words.
1: God damn! They God are,
2: damn! They are not characters. Josh, if you meet Jack Snyder and he heard this, what would you say to him? I would be like, I like some of the, I like these. I would say <laughs> what films I like. I would say I have immense respect for him as a visual storyteller. And I would just. <laughs> I would want to just sit down and talk about his process, (laughs) because I'm genuinely curious. I want to understand the man more.
1: I have no opinion on this yet, because it's, you know, I've not seen it. But I might not. (gasps) I'm yawning and dying. Snyder News! Uh, You like Zach overall so far, from what we are aware of? He seems like a decent dude. From what we are aware of. And we say about everyone, Zach, you listening. I know you listen to all of our episodes. Of course. Also on comic book fatigue, Zack Snyder says he has comic book movie fatigue, saying the movies are in a cul-de-sac now. He adds, they're no longer interested, and capable, no longer interested in and capable of telling self-contained stories. No one thinks they're going to a one-off superhero movie. I actually agree with that part more than anything else. No one thinks they're going to go – people don't think they're going to go homework, I think, at this point. And they're tired of that. I know, like, people don't want to go see the marbles because it's, you know, it's attached to the wider world. It's the multiverse forever People don't want to go see Blue Beetle because it's part of the DC or something there's all this other stuff like i get that actually
2: yeah i just think it's ironic he's talking about self-contained stories and he himself Look. just posted that rebel moon is like this whole new universe and everything like that like my guy you are part of the problem also
1: <laughs> but it's the star it's different he uh... made
2: one self-contained superhero movie with man of steel and then the other ones were all these big universe setup stuff i'm sorry zach but you are part of the problem <laughs>
1: Now, also about Snyder, Nolan, Christopher Nolan says, there's no superhero, superhero sci fi film coming out these days where I don't see some influence from Zack Snyder. When you watch a Zack Snyder film, you see and feel his love for the potential of cinema. Do you agree uh, with Nolan here?
2: Uh, look, I get their friends, and I get friends talk about friends like this. Um well the reply says
1: I, mean, I respectfully disagree <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I I don't even know like what he means by like influences like does he mean like slow motion cause like the only filmmaker that does like big superhero like I don't know like I, like like comic book like, iconography like, like panels and stuff is Snyder like no other comic book filmmaker like, way too much, bud. whatever I'm editing this <laughs> I, anyway yes.
1: like yes i agree
2: it's uh i dis i respectfully disagree
1: mr mr nolan I, like the word. I think i do agree with him that you can see his love for the potential of cinema that's probably true yeah i believe snyder really loves what movies can do i i love man of steel josh doesn't i do love bvs ultimate edition edition what should have gone to theaters out in that version of the movie because the extra half hour isn't the end of the world it just isn't it's I I think I like Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's confusingly messy. I don't know, man. Whatever. I think Snyder has a cult now. Not in terms of him actually running a cult, but like he has followers that will just be an army for him. And it's so confusing.
2: He can literally just post, I woke up on Twitter, and they would somehow spin that into that confirms that he's bringing back the
1: DCEU. We got... I'll give this a yay. I think buddies supporting Buddies. Yay. <laughs> yay, indeed. We have Mickey as public sorta. So, Mickey Mouse,
2: are you aware of who this is? The, the Mouse Man from the Mouse Place?
1: Yeah, the Mouse Man from the Mouse
2: Place. Am I <laughs> wrong?
1: I mean, is he a Mouse Man? Or is he, he, a mouse? he wears pants. You know who doesn't wear pants? Fucking... Da- donald duck that's true he well, doesn't why he's,
2: fl- he's flashing everyone
1: but when he takes a shower he puts a towel down around his bottom part <laughs> only look so he's one way or the other he's flashing us anyway the original emails and it's probably is in her public domain now uh what that means is do not use it please Spe- you will still get sued by disney
2: specifically the original steamboat
1: Willie. Steamboat Willie. that is and the one that's very, in public domain if you want to be safe just use an image if you use just the image, you're fine. Like, do not even alter it, and you, you're good. Because copyright law is different than trademark law. And they still have a trademark on Mickey Mouse, and so basically, if you take off the hat, you're going to get sued. If you have a different angle, you'll probably get sued. Like, it's they're so ready. They've had lawyers ready for like eighty years in retainer for this buds. Like, buds, you're all my buds now, I guess. <laughs> so be careful, because like, yes, one image, pretty much, one film, one short is public domain. But if and- you tr- Try that line too much. That's it. And can I just
2: say your if your first thought of when something goes into public domain is to make a slasher horror movie out of it, I'm sorry. That's up up next. I'm sorry. You're just uninteresting. Like, that's it wasn't funny the first time it wasn't funny the first time. It's not funny now. I just
1: It's not about being funny, it's about sending a message. We can do this. (laughs) It's a stupid message, then. <laughs> we Speaking of which, we have a uh, first-looking poster for Mickey's Mousetrap, a new Mickey Mouse horror movie releasing in March. They will get sued.
2: Oh, for sure, because they have Mickey in the title. He's clearly not Steamboat Willie.
1: Yeah. We're also getting a game not called Mickey something, but it's a horror game coming out soon that involves a dead original Mickey. Kind of like an like animatronic thing or whatever. It look, looks kind of FNAF-like. It's like something 88 I don't know. It's The problem with this
2: that I have is not the idea itself. It's the fact that, like, we have other games with a very similar idea and, like, that takes the aesthetic of those cartoons and uses it to its advantage. So now it just feels redundant at this point. Like, Bendy and the Ink Machine, I feel like, is the best version of this kind of idea. And then there's this, like... This first-person cartoon uh, shooter game that's in the style of those, and it looks interesting, and it looks fun. And now with this one, it just feels like, okay, you're just copying these other games.
1: The tagline of this movie is, this is not a fun house. Yeah, they're getting (laughs) sued. So, that's so cool, right? We have news about Peter Pan is in public domain, sort of, once again.
2: I thought that he already was.
1: No, definitely not very hard now. The original Peter Pan book created by Jan Barry is now in public domain. Which I think is also Peter Pan and Wendy. Same story um, I love Peter Pan and I am now actually considering running a feature film for this and trying to capture the magic of the character. My goal of making it would be just convince my friend Todd he's a cool character. That's literally it. Anyway, yes to this being public domain. But again, be careful. Disney's Peter Pan isn't public domain. Neither is the Once Upon a Time version, which is also still Disney's version. Also, if your goal with this one is to do dark and twisted, it's been done almost my time. Don't do that. Now, you can have Peter stab some lost boys. That's in this horse material. Um, you can, so, you know, you can go a little crazy with it, but don't just make I'm evil and edgy now because that's not interesting and it's been done. Yeah. But yay, I am excited to see what this brings. I really kind of want to work on a movie version of this now that is faithful and fun. Uh, Godzilla. You are aware of the, of, the, of the big lizard? He's tall and green. Sometimes. Uh, Toho's next Godzilla movie won't happen for a while yet. This is people who made Godzilla last one, by the way. Uh, movies are the power of works. I want to have a good idea, a good script, a good director and a good cast and work on it carefully because Godzilla is a character that is worth it. I love the mentality. That's all of art though. Cool. Yep. Jeremy Renner.
2: He's the bowman. What? The bowman. You know, he shoots the bow.
1: I thought you said boatman. I mean, like, no, he, it, was, it was. He a could sn-
2: shoot a bow too if he tries.
1: Uh, my first thought was no Josh, it was a snow plow. Um, <laughs> so Jeremy Renner is returning to work just under a year after his snowplow incident. That's why I was saying that. I hear <laughs> saying he got hit by a boat. I'm like, no, it was not a boat. It was a snowplow.
2: <laughs> I'd be more confused as to how he got hit by a boat.
1: <laughs> Look, man, it's just a challenge out there. But, cool. I'm happy for him. Get work. Woo. I'm, I'm glad he's good enough to do it now. Give us a Hawkeye Season 2 just to annoy Josh.
2: <sighs> if it's a Hawkeye Season 2, it just needs to be Kate Bishop.
1: No, we're going to find Ronan, bringing back the, I think you know, it goes against the first season, bring back Ronin now. Now, we do have a reported potential King recast, but I'm not going to get into that because we don't really have a good source yet for it. It's it's so, not
2: confirmed yet.
1: No, and I, I'm fine reporting rumors if I have it like, from like Variety Hollywood Reporter, something that's like a very but verifiable source. Yeah. So,
2: but if it is confirmed, I think this is a pretty dope casting.
1: We'll get into it if it happens, but we'll get into right now. A different Marvel thing involving casting. Okay? Steven Yeun, uh, reportedly, according to a Hollywood reporter, uh, has dropped out of playing Sentry and Thunderbolts due to scheduling conflicts because the strike has pushed back so many different things. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, I get that reason, if it's true. I saw someone tr- trying to report fake... Trying to spread misinformation about this, saying he quickly read the script. ha <laughs> ha. And people were, like, retweeting and stuff like that because they just didn't look at the source. I want people to read the sources. Please. But, yeah. I give this news and nay. It's sad. I thought it would be really interesting casting. People are mad because like, he was also not a white man. For the character, for the part. Like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Give him a DCU role. That's starting up. We got potential. Every character is open at this point, pretty much. Make him Batman. That would be an interesting choice. So, Sentry is no longer going to be Steven Yoon. if he ever was going to be the first place, officially. But, you know, it's all a little murky. We don't really after a conversation from him or Marvel. So, it's fine. That's our last news piece, Josh. What do you think about this? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Yep, good, good thoughts. You're very nuanced. I, I am. I'm insightful. It's time for your favorite segment of the world you ready for it? I don't know. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. This is a segment we have? It's, it's a segment for today. Oh.
2: We watched it. Yep. The DCEU <laughs> goes out with a very Wimper. mild whimper.
1: <laughs> I don't think James Wan is entirely the fault of this, but I don't know who is. It's definitely a script
2: thing. That's for sure. For the record, Josh and I both didn't hate it. I have very mixed feelings on it, yeah. Um, there's a lot that there's stuff that I like. There's stuff that I didn't like, and the stuff I didn't like mostly revolves around the script.
1: I' girlfriend Nicole and afterwards she's like oh, that was fun, but she also said that um she there are parts where she'd be would want to fast forward through. and there are parts where if she was watching new home, she'd be on her phone. I'm like, yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah. It's it's so funny, and we'll get into this, but it takes a story that should be like very simple and straightforward, and for some reason makes it so overly complicated for Nora Calum. Yeah,
1: like for really no reason. <laughs> I don't like that the message of the movie partly is help the environment, but they cause the problem in this movie. Like it should have been that the environment's just getting worse because of human beings and what we're doing. It's very
2: strange because, like, the first movie also tries to tackle it, but it also f- just completely forgets to tackle it. And like this one, they're just like, "All right, we'll we'll actually tackle it," and they don't do a good job of tackling oh, it. Oh,
1: also, for going this, this is non spoilery. First, we'll, we'll say this is spoilers at a certain point. Yeah, we're gonna you'll, you'll be safe. And if we spoil it by accident, we'll, you can skip whatever. <laughs> you, know, you know how it works. Yeah, there's timestamps down below every episode. I need not put that in the notes so I actually say it on time one time. Yeah, this... The first movie, I'm also confused. Because they brought up the fucking environment stuff, which was important. And Orm was going to wage war on the surface world to try to fix this problem. And then Aquaman defeats him. And they never address it again. <laughs> like, that's still a problem, bud. Yeah. And in this movie, it sort of continued like that. Like it's still a problem. We need to find a way to the service and actually find a way to fix this. That's not what it's about. It's about Black Manta. He wants revenge. Finding a magic stick. Yeah, black, find a magic stick.
2: black Manta finds a magic staff that's evil, and he wants revenge. And the staff makes it the most complicated revenge story I think I've ever seen in my life.
1: That being said, the magic stick is Black Trident is the same as Loki's scepter. It's also a FaceTime call with a weird thing from
2: That's around. why they say Loki, okay. You just got that? I didn't understand it. I was like, why are they referencing Loki? <laughs> this makes no sense. It's the same
1: exact thing. Okay, then. They were trying to uh, They were trying to lampshade it, but it's like, hey, it's a reference, but now we're addressing it. Patrick Wilson is fun in this.
2: He's a very, he's a completely different character from the first movie.
1: Yes. He's not the same person, but he's fun. I,
2: I, I will say, like, I very much enjoyed this, the story of, like, you know, these two brothers that hate each other, had to learn to work together and everything.
1: I, I think that
2: Jason also and I Patrick- Also,
1: that's one that's in the trailers.
2: Yeah. I think Jason and Patrick did really good with that.
1: I, can you answer me one
2: question that have, that has never been answered, really? Probably not. Okay, cool. But go, go on. <laughs>
1: What is Arthur's personality? Besides, I'm relatable.
2: His personality is
1: my man and Yahoo. Yeah, he does the the goofy scream a lot. Yahoo!
2: I would say, I would say the first movie he has more of a personality, like with the you know Yahoos and stuff added to it. With the Yahoos, uh, does he though? Because
1: from the beginning, it was a BBS. I'm a serious and broody, and okay, before I maybe get to just poking with a stick at a camera and swimming Yeah, away. so Justice it, League. Justice League. <laughs> it was, I'm broody and I'm drinking alcohol, I get splashed by water. Actually, sorry, that's the trailing. In the movie, he's also, I'm relatable, cool guy.
2: Okay, which one are we talking about? Justice League or The Snyder Cut? Both, honestly. His, he doesn't have a personality in those movies. He's just, Jason, he's just Jason Momoa having fun. Is that enough for a character to personality? I don't know. I mean, I didn't hate watching him. It's more character than all the characters in Rebel Moon. See, I find ways to tie things
1: back. <laughs> and then in, in stuff like in this, he's just like, eat a cheeseburger, man. Eat some fries and a beer. It's it, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? The... I'm the ultimate dad. Look, I have a kid now. I'm a dad.
2: Yeah, if there's any major complaint I have, and there's a lot of complaints, uh, the humor in this sucked. <laughs> like, there is very rarely ever a joke that got more than, like, a slight snicker out of me. Most of the time, I was just like, ah, they're trying to be funny again. Please stop. Did you
1: save the credit scenes? I didn't do that.
2: It was one mid-credit scene. I know. And it's just, I know what it yeah. Is. <laughs> what what a final image for the DCEU to
1: go out I will on. <laughs> We'll put that in spoilers because it's funny to talk about later on. My friend Sinjin review, Singen, review, who couldn't he have hated the show today, this movie, he wanted to be on this episode, but couldn't. Um, also, I agree with almost everyone's points still. He's not like, wrong. I, he, he's wrong with everything he said in it, but I, like, I just thought it was more fun. <laughs> so that's literally it. Like, I thought this was more fun than what he okay, What he said. Um, he had a half a star. His first line in this is saying not to be dramatic. That was one of the most abysmal movies I've ever seen. He also told me later he would have given it a zero if he could have. <laughs> There's bad lines in this. And the dialogue sucked. The it's a bad
2: script. This is this is the biggest problem with it. Not only is the story so so overly convoluted, it's just like the dialogue is not good. Momoa's the writer on this. He got he has a story by credit, so I don't know okay. how much.
1: James one, two, there's a lot of writers in this. One, two, three, four, five, six. If you count one in Momoa. Uh, there's there's an original writer, and then other people who are writers. Interesting. Yeah, it's
2: it's definitely one of those movies where you can tell. It's just, it got put through the ringer so many times, and I have no idea what the original, like, vision of
1: it was. The original writers also wrote Aquaman and King of Landis, the weird, like, green and yellow, chibi short stuff. Interesting. Uh, it's not a short. It's a, you said on, it was on a max. So it was like the... Yeah, yeah Abdul-Mateen needed to do more of this.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, you have this, like, fantastic actor with such a already fully established character. I'm going to kill
1: Aquaman and everything he holds dear.
2: And, like, look, it's a basic revenge plot, but, like, I'm fine with a basic revenge plot. It works. It worked in the last film. And, like, it it could have worked here, but they made it too complicated.
1: I liked last time that he had nothing, that he had to ask for help. And this film is like, I have a crew, and I'm paying them minimum wage, and we have a, you know, we have a ship and a mine and a rig, and everyone's got guns and weapons. Like, where you how are you doing this? I God, I and guess... that was before he got the trident. Last time, Atlanteans funded him. I don't know what. I, that's actually my biggest question in the whole movie is the the entire stuff. Of this makes no sense because he had resources that were never explained. Not even like in a lazy way, like, hey, remember when I got this thing? Yeah, that really paid off. Like, nope.
2: I don't get how the train repaired his suit. It didn't. Then how the fuck did the suit get repaired?
1: The power suit he never used again.
2: Well, then, like, his helmet. Because he didn't repaired his helmet at all, then.
1: He had other, He had a table of other helmets. Oh, I missed that then. Yeah, he's basically just wearing a wetsuit with the helmet. I love whales, so... I genuinely love seeing whales or sharks any time I can. Not in the water with me as much, that's spooky. But, like got see a bunch of whales on camera making a bunch of sonar i laughed when the baby made sonar <laughs> like it looks so stupid i understand it made sense okay we're not going to address the baby question in this yet because <laughs> when everyone's had a line we're not going to address that'll be spoilers okay some other points for my step friend some points for my friend Sinjin. he brought the global warming thing how it's all done by an evil person yeah that's stupid also, the main theme of family, brotherly, brotherly blondes. Uh, and, like, you know, Orm was in prison for a year and, like, beaten and abused, like, starved and stuff. And at the end of the movie, Aquaman's like, I told you, I'm always there for you. No, you were not! <laughs> it was the weirdest thing in the country. I, I my first thought in the movie, too. Like, what do you mean you're always there for him? You let him rot. Yeah. For, for I think, years, plural? Also, Aquaman struggles to the political political side of being king, uh, and the Council of vetoes every decision he makes, but he does whatever he wants anyway. It's like, ah, oh, I can't do anything. Okay, I'm just gonna go do that thing anyway with no consequences.
2: Yeah, like he talks about how like uh, breaking Orm out of prison is gonna, you know, start a war, and then he just does it, and then there's no consequences for it.
1: <laughs> what is okay? We're
2: gonna... Josh. Explain oracalcum. I don't really know if you can. Movie the movie barely explains it it's like some some resource that the old atlanteans had and it was like destroying the planet so then they were like okay this is bad so let's bury this forever and then the evil skull people that power the evil trident are just like hey we need this so like go take it and burn it so that way we can survive and live and all that and i don't I thought that it was to power Manta's ship first, and that's not at all what it
1: was for. No. Did you enjoy seeing Randall Park back?
2: I thought... I mean, sure. Like, I don't have it. it I guess?
1: Uh, yeah. Steven Shin, his character, is back, and in the beginning of the movie, Manta is like, I am looking for a way to defeat Aquaman, and they're looking for Atlantean stuff, whatever, and he's helping... Because last at the end of the last movie, Stephen should met with him, and they're going to go. And also, Stephen Shinn is Randall's park car- Randall Park's character. If you're not aware, um, and they're going in the Arctic whatever. And I thought this is the same thing as National Treasure in the beginning. <laughs> and then they go and they find ice with a monster, and a monster kills like everyone but that besides them too.
2: And then they go into the hole where the monster is, and the monster is gone, it's gone,
1: never addressed again. <laughs> and then they. Find a trident, which they wake, which later on, Manhunter wakes up and things have been solved, and he's fine. Confusing. So, Aquaman has a baby now; he's he's a dad, and sure they left out Mara out of the marketing, which I think is no matter what side of that conflict you were on is a good move for the movie because it they don't want to bring any of that drama one side or the other into the movie i think and that's what they're trying to avoid yeah. i will say i like i like amber heard's performance she didn't do anything but i like she's all she was fine uh nicole kidman on the other hand i did love in this but i didn't believe her in this
2: i but the, most of the side characters in this like amber heard nicole kidman uh dolph lundgren I, who i completely forgot was in the first movie you did I, yeah and they just like don't have anything to them in this one like
1: tamara morrison i think i had more to do in this than he, nicole kidman and Emma heard
2: i think it's so funny that the end of the first movie shows him and nicole kidman like reuniting getting back together and then she's like not there at all with him
1: which is very strange all i want to see is my two sons working together really what about your when husband was that clear <laughs> also when was that clear <laughs> yeah do you want to get into the spoilers of this movie Also, anything on plot wise we can say non-spoilery that you thought was interesting? I will say with DCU resets, I will miss the costume design from this. The costume design, yeah, the costume design of this is really good still. The DCEU, I think, has the best superhero costumes of any franchise ever, and I think because they all felt unique and different to each culture. Like in Justice League, looking at side by side of everyone, like Flash's suit made sense for that character and felt like made by him. Batman suit felt like it had, like, actual years of history behind it. Superman suit felt alien. Wonder Woman suit felt like actual like armor from her own culture, as well as Aquaman's felt, like, armor from his culture. And I really, really liked that vibe. And it's going really be hard to replicate. You're not going to get a better Aquaman costume this one. No. I don't think. So, good luck with that costume designer. Please don't make it all feel like it's coming to the same person like the MCU costumes do. Please. Yeah, this movie's fine. I gave it a three star on Letterbox, but I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. It's fine.
2: I it's hmm, I don't really know <laughs> it's like compared to like the flash I would say the flash is more egregious on certain ca- accounts but I would say the story of that one is more focused and easier to follow um it's like that that movie has a much clearer and focused story this one it just the story is kind of all over the map and like is just like very unfocused and needlessly complicated so like on that account, I would say like I could watch the Flash better for that, but like this, I prefer like the action and the direction better
1: because like I like that they stopped having people burst through walls every five seconds. I
2: did like that they
1: made a reference <laughs> to it. That was pretty funny. When?
2: Yeah, it's like when it when it happens in this. Um, and okay, so we're in spoilers now, and oh, we are officially. I thought, I thought we were. You said it. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's like when um, when Orm and uh, Aquaman go down to like Manta's place where he's got like all the minerals and stuff, and Randall Park is like explaining like you know what's happening. There's you know an explosion that happens, knocks him down, and then Aquaman's just like I hate when that happens because that happened all the time in the first.
1: All okay. time, yeah. Also, if you thought that Marbles was worse than this, you're crazy.
2: You you're dumb.
1: No, hold on, Josh. No, don't you're just dumb. Insult no. <laughs> Damage control, please help <laughs> um, No, I I don't think you're dumb. I think your opinions are valid, but it's just I don't agree with you at all. I'm confused by it. If you think Marvel is worse than this, explain it to me. Email us, please, at podgeekspeak at gmail.com or hop in Discord and explain to us. Rant to us in the Discord call. Explain to us why, you're, why we're wrong. Um, but also, there's a Discord in, this, in the description of the episode as well as our email and Twitter and stuff. I quote Jason Momoa set up from the press tour saying, "It's not looking too good." That's my review, Josh. Now this movie, I'm confused. A lot of it, I'm confused. I think the first one, had, first one had a much tighter script.
2: So, which is also funny because it also had like, I wouldn't say complicated script, but it had
1: a script with a lot going on. Well, it was a, it was straightforward though. Like the yeah. entire plot was simple overall. It was. The story of King Arthur. That's what it was. This one is not that. And the story of this is Arthur's baby dies. No. Um, Arthur's baby should have died. That's and that's my new take for the day.
2: <laughs> like, I mean, uh, if we're being completely honest, I think that would have been like, that would have made this stand out a lot. Um, and would have given, like, Aquaman, like, a much better reason for, you know, going after Manta and everything. And they don't even follow through with killing his dad. Like, he sta Manta stabs him, and then he's, like, he's fine. I'm just like, wouldn't you want to kill his dad, like, the same thing that happened to you? I I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, he tried.
1: I think was the idea.
2: He did. He they said, didn't... "I want you to be. I want you to bleed out, and like, so he can see you, or something like that."
1: Yeah, he wanted to, to see him die.
2: It's just like I feel like that the impact either way would have, you know, worked. So why not just kill him? Yeah, this
1: movie. I don't know, man. I am tired. Um, okay, I ha- I do have thoughts. Let's. The plot of the movie, which is not the same as the trailers. The trailers made it feel like a much different story, honestly, to me. It totally like a much more simple revenge story. Yeah, like very simple. I'm not mining for Alra'khalcum to build an underground empire of demon people. That's weird. Not needed. I don't think this movie feels like an Aquaman movie. If you take out that character and keep that him story, who and you could attach us any character. It's such a generic plot. I wanted more out of that. I wish Aquaman was blonde. Still a problem for me.
2: <laughs> I think if there's okay. any, if there's any positives I have with this is that James Wan understands that this is, like, a comic book movie. And so, like, not only is there, like, just weird visuals and stuff, there's also just weird shit in this. Like, the, the prison that Patrick Wilson is held in is in the middle of the desert, guarded by skeleton people that drink... Blood, like that, is pure comic book insanity, and I love it. And I feel like that he and James Gunn are the only directors working in this field right now that understand this insanity, and I appreciate that.
1: Everything in the Oricon mine looked plastic.
2: It was a set. I was happy that I that there were sets in this movie.
1: Yeah, but it still looked fake to me. It's I don't really bother. Ca-
2: I don't care. I prefer it over just CGI nonsense. <laughs>
1: Uh, Cindy just message me saying, if Aquaman 2 had zero haters, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's talk about the plot of the story. So it opens with Arthur being a mod- uh, narration again, like the last movie. And this time, we don't have the moment of kid him going, you mean she was executed? Because of me? Whatever. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> Um, we don't have Willem anymore because I guess scheduling conflicts made him not in the script.
2: Yeah, he, Willem Dafoe not be in this for like scheduling conflicts, so they're like, alright, he's dead now. Dead. I'm just like, oh, well, okay then.
1: <laughs> you'll never come back now. Well, now he probably won't, because this is a dead series. The plot is we have narration with Arthur talking about how now he's a dad, and a king, and he hangs out his armor to dry for no reason. Was it supposed to be funny? It didn't work. It didn't make sense. Like
2: most of the humor in this... He gets he he gets peed in the mouth twice in this movie. Once by an octopus. Never mind. He gets peed three times in the mouth. Where's the other two times? He got peed in the mouth by his son twice.
1: Oh, to the octopus. Okay, yeah, yes, I'm <laughs> to three times. Uh, the octopus is fun in this. But so the story opens with Arthur talking about and say, "I'm a dad. I live. I also live with my parents still. Parent singular." No, parents. He splits a time difference. He's he's in the latest end of, of his dad. He's still a child of divorce. <laughs> going back and forth. It's, no, it's
2: it's not divorce. It was just like they got they had they were forced to be separated.
1: <coughs>
2: like man, I don't know. <laughs> Do you hear
1: yourself? <laughs> uh yeah, but he's basically a child of divorce going back and forth between houses as a grown man in his forties or whatever. And his wife also lives with him in both houses. And their baby, weird scenario. You know, I would probably stay living at Landon. I think he's just visiting his dad, but it comes across like, I'm living there too.
2: I think he's living there. I think he's living, because he's,
1: he's, is he just living there and being a king down below and all like, you know, going to work nine to five down below <laughs> the water? I guess. Weird vibes. Um, and then he's like, this is the best thing in the world. Sometimes, though, he pees on me. I have to dodge that. And he doesn't, ever. And that's the plot of the movie. Oh, also, Mantis mad at him, like I explained earlier. Met with Stephen Shin. He got a thing called Calcum, Dumb name, but better name than Unobtainium. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, also, I think it's something from the comics as well. I'm pretty sure. So I at least like that they actually picked something that's not original. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dying. Hold on. Calcum is also an actual mineral. A separate thing. Huh. Why would you namesling after a real or? What? I don't know. I don't know, man. I have, we had a spoiler of thoughts, but I don't remember anymore. I guess, yeah, the question was on Twitter was, would the baby die? Because it looked like it was going to die. No. No. And I think that you know, we should have been written a lot differently, where there's no weird empire of dead people. I think Maytok should have had maybe three people on his side total, not an army. Or at least show that he's been building up an empire, like, say how how he did it somehow.
2: This, or, like, all he has to do is, like, get some Atlanteans that don't agree with Arthur as king and want right. to go destroy the surface and, like, just get them to his side. Like, there's very basic and simple things that it seems like they should have done and then they didn't. I I don't know. It feels like that because this has been delayed so much and was re sh- God knows how much was re-shot. Yeah,
1: where were the Batmans in this, originally? I don't know Both where they them. would have been. Maybe the ending? Because this had, originally, Michael Keaton in it, and then Ben Affleck, and now neither.
2: I, my guess would be the ending of when, you know, he goes to the surface world and reveals Atlantis. It's like, we're going to work together. My, that'd be my guess. Other than
1: that, I have no idea. Because my thought in the movie was also like, you know what would be helpful? They called the Justice League to help him. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, anyone. Maybe not Flash, probably wouldn't have been helpful underwater.
2: I feel like, like... I think most of them, though, probably could not have been the most helpful underwater.
1: I think Bruce has a lot of different ships.
2: Okay, Bruce, yes. Most other people, not really.
1: Bring in... Introduce Hal Jordan in this movie. Sure. <laughs> Bring him underwater. Oh, at the end of the credits scene as he ate a cockroach, right? Yeah,
2: uh, because there's a joke that... Because they're walking through a forest and Aquaman gives Orm a cockroach. He's like, this is the shrimp of the land. And Orm, you know, eats it and he likes it. And then he's having a burger at the mid-credits. And a cockroach walks on his table and he puts it on the burger and he eats it. And that is the final image of the DCEU.
1: Which was never even officially named. It was named up by, like, someone online. I had no idea. (laughs) How do words get made? Um, yeah it's a sad image to leave the whole universe on it's also sad to me that this is how it ends i wish it was better it's I,
2: it's it's such a nothing ah. movie like not much of consequence happens in it and it's just not an interesting story either the only thing that really saves it is i like these actors and i like james wan's direction and it was a pretty movie to look at but just i barely remember what happens in it Apparently, Martin Short was that weird fish gangster man, which I didn't know until the credits
1: happened. Thank you. Okay, I thought it was him. The voice. I'm like, this is too familiar. I kept hearing the mop line in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, very much. Why did, why did they do Jabba's Palace? That was weird. They don't, They did the Jabba's Palace It's scene. a
2: It's a fish casino, though. Again, that's weird bonker shit. I like it
1: it was it was Java's Palace. What do you I'm mean? Not,
2: I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that it was giving me something to look at.
1: That's fair. We got the canyon crawlers from Avatar: The Great Divide in this crawling up the canyon.
2: Oh yeah, that's right.
1: Um, that was interesting. I really liked the fact that Ocean Master Orm couldn't run. That was that was a good joke. I like that. It's like I don't know, you don't do this much. I'm just underwater. it's fair it's a skill you wouldn't know because actual skills that you would have no idea how to um i like that that's funny i don't know man i want a burger now good for you man this no this movie made me want a burger think about it
2: i hope you don't put a cockroach
1: on it you can't control me i'm concerned now would you watch a third one if this was canadian would you enjoy a third one
2: if it had a better script, then yes, because I I like these actors and I like James Wan's style for it. It just needed a good script. And it just didn't have one.
1: I think I would need we need more character work with Aquaman himself to understand who he is really in this world.
2: Cause... Yeah, because he doesn't really like. We need to know more about him, and he doesn't really go on a journey in this. And not you know every movie needs to have a character going on a journey, but I just kind of feel like that this one was ripe for that, like with him and his brother.
1: I also think he should have been a good king. A he should have made a choice to make him actually a good king. Yeah. And, re, and respected. Because, like, in the last movie, let's, let's compare us to, to Black Panther. Because they, they pulled Wakanda for Black Panther at the end of this movie. And they opened up Wakanda at everyone.
2: Oh, yeah, things. that's right. They did.
1: <laughs> this movie is just derivative of all of our things. I watched it the whole time we're watching it. But the thing is, when T'Challa, when, they, when, when Killmonger won the challenge... A lot of people respected him. When T'Challa beat him again, a lot of people respected him. I know everyone respected Killmonger, of course, because he did insane things. But I mean, like, I like the idea that if you follow the actual rules and prove you're a good leader, like, like, like for instance, T'Challa, prove he's a good leader when the challenge did well. Give it to the Aquaman. Make him a good leader. Show it. Or Shuri, good leader. She took over with her, with Wakanda with M'Baku, and no one questioned her decision-making. Let us just have Aquaman be a good leader who's respected by his people, please. Like that would have been actually a really helpful thing, and it would have let the story flow a lot better. I think. Like, you could have some minor conflict from the councilor River like, a tiny bit, like. But like, I don't know. It, it feels weird to me to have the king of Atlantis not be liked by his people, and a movie all about him, when, like, that should be the central focus. Like that should. If that's not a conflict we needed to add into this movie, <laughs> Josh thoughts
2: it's it's there it's another movie there's not really much to say about it if you go see it and you want to see it you might like it if you have no interest in it i honestly can't say that there's anything that will make you like it i i don't know man although arthur this time does save manta
1: you know oh it tries to and then manta pulls a zhao and kills himself
2: yeah but it's it's also it it was also funny watching this um because mo- most of the time when he's fighting Manta, like, Manta still isn't doing great. Like, he, like, barely survives by the skin of his teeth, even with, like, the power of the trident. It just makes... It just made me realize, like, he was more formidable in the first movie than he is in this one.
1: Can I tell you the funniest part of the whole movie? The one thing that made me laugh a lot.
2: Which one- What thing?
1: Aquaman threw the black trident at the Crypt Keeper bad guy. Okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He caught it. Aquaman thought... Fuck it! I'll do it again. <laughs> you see, he then threw his golden trident, and it worked this time. Pulling see, a brave, pull, he pulled a Robin Hood. Yeah, he he put the arrow down the middle, broke the other trident. I'm like, okay, why did you try it again? You see, that's the thing that
2: I love about this Aquaman. He is a himbo through and through, and he will just think before he ever actually thinks. What? He I'm will not. think let before me, he thinks. Let me rephrase. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: will act before he thinks. There you go. <laughs> he will think before he ever actually thinks. Yep, that's Josh's brain today. So I think that was the dumbest thing, and I I, I laughed, but like, what the fuck is your ploy- plan here? Throw it. Fucking it didn't work. Do it plan. again. Do it again. What if that what? one didn't work? Yeah, that's your only weapon left.
2: Let's get rid of that one, shall we? you will just go up and start punching him.
1: The last movie, the villain was main villain or side villain Black Manta. In this movie, it was main villain Black Manta, side villain for like a minute and a half, or when he had the Black Trident. <laughs> I thought, really gonna are we really going to do this? Are gonna really going to have him be evil again? I'm like, I'm glad they didn't make him evil again. I wish they just had, him, had it knock. Also, the power of brotherly love saving him was so fucking stupid in this movie. Because yeah. you don't know each other at all.
2: But, you, but he calls the two brother. memories. They,
1: the two memories they played was the half a second from Aquaman 1 where they're like, good luck or whatever. And then one second from this where her, their mom is saying, hug me. You know, your dad just died. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like this is not the brotherly love moment that should snap him out of this. I don't know. Maybe don't do this. You, for our mom, something like that. Not, I love you, brother. I helped you be trapped in prison and abused for years. Weird vibes. You just kill the baby, man. That's how I want to end this part of the. I just kill the baby. I I don't I don't hate babies. <laughs> I mean, let me preface this. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a baby nephew. He's amazing. Stuff. So I love babies. They're great. But let's kill this baby. The plot of this should have been early on. Manta, the 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 scene from the trailer with his house burning down should have been like 10 minutes into the movie. It really should have. That should have been a, a huge catalyst. That should have been the movie's about is bo- an equal side revenge. And then I need Orm, help me. I know, I, I, and, and Orm, you know, like could have been like, I helped us get our mother back. Help me revenge my father. Something like that would have been a better story for this much more straightforward and then you can still have a magic black or whatever but don't make it a ghost facetime call <laughs> i yeah. don't get this to choices in this and james Wan, i respect you i actually respect everyone who worked on this this is this is not any one person's fault this is a mess that became from studios changing people changing two or three batmans you know we had a lot of things happening
2: a delay with covid probably messed with it also there's like delay so with many, strikes yeah there's like so many factors that just like made this not work
1: uh at the end of the day i'd probably watch it again
2: i would I'm i don't in, i'm in no rush to watch it again
1: i kind of want to force Sinjin to watch it again <laughs> If you, also, if you don't know who he is, he's a friend of the podcast. He's been on before. He'll come on again this year.
2: I think he might murder you if you do that to him.
1: Look, man. He, he loves Tarkovsky. This is the same vibe.
2: I don't
1: <laughs> think so. Don't but think hey, so? To, to each his own, I guess. That, that's our thought. So, Aquaman, Lost Kingdom. Yay or nay? No in between one or the other.
2: If there's no in between, I guess I'll give it a nay. Like this is or not what, the, this isn't the worst comic book movie I've ever seen, but it certainly is not a good one.
1: <laughs> I give a yay for one reason, and one reason only: Josh ready for it. Sure, whales.
2: That's a good reason. Yeah.
1: Also, uh, the octopus was fun.
2: Yes, I I loved. Again, this is back to the insanity. I love that he used an octopus to for a jailbreak. Like that's so stupid. I love it. They it's, gave him
1: Aquaman seahorse. Yeah. It's Storm, right? Is that the horse's name? I think so. Yeah. yeah, Storm. Like, it's his actual comic book pet. And I love that. Uh, they designed it. This, this would be really cool, actually. I like the look of it. Like, this weird neon blue kind of vibe. It looks like bioluminescent. I like that a lot. Um, one thing that's cool is because this is like deep, deep ocean, whatever. They could make anchorage look like anything. That's fun. Um, weird job of the hut scene. Weird Black Panther ripoff. Weird ripoff of other movies now I, I what is this movie can you explain me one sentence what it is uh yahoo thank you goofy moving on josh i didn't explain this very fully in the beginning of the episode so what is a super weird story
2: so i know nothing about comics and nothing involving it uh like yesterday i found out that batman uh his mom is jewish so he's part jewish so i never knew that uh this but just an amazing example of how i know nothing and sean knows more than me so he just rants to me about things i'm like huh that's certainly a super weird story
1: are you at least aware spider-man is jewish
2: i am now i didn't know that for the longest time okay
1: he said i am now i think like this exact second i i know uh, he even speaks like yiddish in comics a lot okay this is once again from my trusty book, *The League of Regrettable Superheroes* by John Morris. I've not pulled one out in a while, Josh. This is you true. Ready for it? I don't know. What do you think this character's gonna be about?
2: Um, something inappropriate.
1: This is Ultra, the multi-alien. So very inappropriate. Right You ready to hear the, uh, a quote from him?
2: I should I be scared?
1: No. I've somehow become a weird alien. Four of them. <laughs> you
2: know what? Me too, bud. If I became a weird alien that there was four of, I'd, I would react the exact same way.
1: Okay. So, Ultra, the multi-alien, debuted in the 60s. Can you guess to what company? Uh, DC. Yes. <laughs> This is a – I just I picked a DC character because Aquaman is DC. And the DCU is starting it up. Bring in Ultra, the multi-alien. debuted in Mystery in Space, number 103, ATC Comics, November 1965. Created by Dave Wood and Lee Elias. Uh, okay. So I don't even – he can fly like a bird. He can he, – uh, has, he has magnetic forces, lightning powers, and super strength. Because four different aliens have four different powers, and he's all of them in one person. Sometimes, his body is split into four parts. So not like, not, not the... four
2: separate people, but four parts?
1: I'll show you a picture, okay? I need to know. <laughs> and I need you to describe what you're seeing on the page. Oh, boy. Like, his body is divided into quadrants. I'm sending this to you now, Josh. Here we go. Enjoy that image.
2: So, it's so... <laughs> so he's got... <laughs> So, he's got a chicken leg, a big bird leg, uh, the left half of him is Dr. Manhattan, and then the right half of him is Bigfoot. But green. I guess. And the big bird part is actually lightning. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, it says, dialed by his lightning powers.
2: I mean, I... I guess this is creepy. Also, he's
1: wearing tiny whiteies. He really is. Okay, so in the mid-60s, the space race between the United States and the Soviet Union was very much in the minds of, well, everyone. Sputnik, um, Yuri Gagarin, and space dog Laika were practically ancient history. The moon landing was still half a decade away, and so two of the great superpowers were competing to rack up as many interstellar firsts as possible and come out on top. It only makes sense that superheroes would make a race for space as well. Fascinating. (laughs) Notable crime busters who frequented DC's comics of the era included Flash, Adam Strange, uh, the Star Rovers, Future Mystery Man, Space Ranger, uh, Star Hawkins, and uh, Space Cabbie. That's a character, yes, Space Cabbie. Outer Space was so intriguing to people they needed a Space Cabbie. So, but the weirdest of all of them was Ultra the multi-alien. Capturing the jet age appeal of the daring test pilot, Ultra's alter ego was the unlikely named Ace Arn. The man that you see behind this picture, this ginger boy, is named Ace Arn. It's a great name. He's a space fighter from the not-too-distant future, whose rocket, crash, <laughs> whose rocket crash lands on a strange alien world. Ace then stumbles across four otherworldly criminals... ...in the middle of an arms deal and becomes a simultaneous victim of the Questionable Quartet's strange ray guns. I'm confused by this already. <laughs> because why did get all get shot turn him into them? How would it not? Naturally. Okay. See, their brand of gun was designed to transform the target into an obedient member of the shooter's alien species... How convenient. How convenient. Struck by all four at once, Ace is transformed into four aliens in one, with one each corner of his body te- differently transmuted His left leg uh, being a blazing lightning bolt possessed by electric powers. His right leg a feathered talon that grants him the power of flight. Imagine it being able to fly from one leg. That's like harmony's yeah. shoes, but only one shoe. Yeah. That seems awful. It can look at on the thing you can see there's a, like one Hermes wing, and then of course, on his uh, right upper body, it becomes his and along with his right part of the head becomes a shaggy mess of powerful green muscles, like the Hulk. Okay, and his hairless blue left side is now possessed with tre- tremendous magnetic powers. Alien ability is notwithstanding, ultra resembles a mixed up box of puzzle pieces. Likewise, he assembled his superhero. Likewise, he assembled his superheroic pseudonym by making an acronym of his assailant's home planets: Ula, Laru, Thraga, and Raygan. Uh Sticklers will want to know that the final "A" is taken from Ace Arn's own initials. Oh, yeah, there are sticklers to the character. Apparently, uh, the okay. newly dubbed Ultra uh, turned tragedy into opportunity by using his tremendous powers as a scourge against intergalactic crime. Well, for a little while, anyway. Mm. After eight issues, the comic in which his story unfolded was canceled, and Ultra was retired. The multi-alien is occasionally revived at parent company DC, albeit indignity heaped upon indignity, usually as a butt of a joke. So, I think this character actually has potential.
2: I think the idea That's... of having someone that has, like, basically... F- kind of, like, it's, super it's Kevin Levin, it's yeah. Kevin
1: Levin from uh Ben 10 original. I,
2: I think characters like that are always, like, neat and interesting. And, like, there's... I think if DC brought him back, I think that that could be interesting.
1: So, fun fact, he's actually come back a few times. Oh. Like, in the New 52, he uh, was reestablished as a result of an experiment on Lord Bythes, uh, in which he combined the DNA of alien prisoners in an attempt to create the Slayer of Worlds. So, like, they actually... Have used him occasionally. Uh, He's in the the Bears and the Bold for an episode, uh, episode called The Siege of Starro. He makes a cameo appearance in Superman Unbound. He's discussed on a segment with uh, Conan O'Brien, calling him a mess. I don't understand why Conan O'Brien knows who this is, but fascinating. Would this be a character you want to see in the new DCU?
2: I think that it could fit for, like, if. If if Gunn is going for a more comic-accurate universe and, like, really ups the zaniness, then I would say yes. I think I don't think he would be a main villain, but I think it would be, like, a fun villain for, like, Superman to come across. Well, he's a hero. Do you, you, you know what I mean? Hero, I villain, would... it's, it's all the same.
1: Josh, if you were hired to pitch this movie, would you do it? I mean, maybe I could. Make Jason Momoa miss the Ultraman, Ultramult alien, in the new DCU. Have him be Ace Arn, the test pilot. Yes. Give this to Glenn Powell. <laughs> yes. So this is a character that's, I think, weird, but, like, actually interesting enough that I would enjoy seeing something with this character. Noted, his reappearances in, like, things like media and comics have usually been as background in the drawing. Because uh, that's... It's easier to draw that four fun things in the background than it is actually give him a purpose. Although, like, I think the idea of him a fly, having lightning powers, magnetic powers, and super strength, those are cool powers to have for a character. Yeah. So, like, you can do a lot with him. Make him their new Iron Man. Make him their new starting in the universe. Uh, any final thoughts on this character, Josh?
2: Neat. Interesting. Uh, not too horrifying. So, I'd say that's a positive.
1: Any final thoughts on the episode as a whole?
2: Like of everything we talked about, yeah, uh, neat as well.
1: Cool. Even the needle thing is neat to you. Wow. I don't know. Let's see how it is. <laughs> You're doing great today, Josh. I know words. Uh thank you for listening today. My name is Sean. That's not how end this at all.
2: I'm Josh, <laughs> and this and this is uh, the podcast.
1: Josh, where can I find you online?
2: I'm at places. I'm on. Twitter at jrscoreRudy28, uh, Instagram jrscoreRudy16, YouTube Josh Rudolph, and Layerboxed at nerd4film28.
1: You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at that nerd in theater or on uh, Instagram, I just said that, or on Twitter at thetheaternerd, or you can follow the show on Twitter at uh, geekspeakpod, or um, tweet us with hashtag geekspeakpod, or join our Discord, which is in the description now, we're trying to build community as much as we can. I would love to see Daryl, all you wonderful faces down in the Discord, and where you can help comment on different episodes, vote in tier lists, play games together, etc. Um, and you also can email us at podgeekspeak at gmail.com, and we will read your thoughts aloud. Not well, like you read your mind, but like read your thoughts that you send us, like your emails. Not, yep. that, you, not that you know. You have power to read minds? You, not that you know. Oh, well, now I know. I will know. <laughs> He knows too much. um, Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. It was a blast. And we hope to have you back next time for Luck of the Irish. And probably an even weirder story. I have some ones I'm going to pull up make Josh uncomfortable. Yay. Um, All right. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.
2: Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.